Well, actually, uh, yesterday afternoon I spoke at the Bedford Hills euphemistically called correctional facility. They don't hardly correct anything, but spoke to prisoners there, women prisoners mostly, prisoners of color, and spoke to them yesterday afternoon before I gave this talk last night at Manhattanville College. And what did you talk about with the women? Well, I, they had been using my book. They, they, had, they have classes. They're using my book, A People's History of the United States. Uh, they wanted, and I talked to them about history, about doing history, about why I did history the way I did, <laughs> why I did you know, unneutral history, why I, and uh, how I came to do it. And I told them something about my life, and of course, I always like to talk about that. You know. And <laughs> I, uh, uh, and then they asked a lot of questions. Very lively, enthusiastic, excited group. I mean, if every teacher in the country had a class like that, you know, they would be inspired. And it's wonderful, and I've always found this to be true, wonderful and always amazing when you talk to prisoners uh, who should be the last ones to be up and optimistic and in good spirits, but uh, it's always there. It's actually encouraging, uh, you know, of course, troubling to know that these people, these remarkable people, are being kept in prison, you know, very often, most of the time for nonviolent crimes, and kept there for long periods of time. Sort of sad commentary on American society to where people in Washington <laughs> who are free, <laughs> and these people are in prison. You know, and the whole business of being traitors. And I think there's a whole, there's a somehow some wrong-headed notion of what treason is and what patriotism is. And there's some notion that if you disobey the orders of your government or the laws of your government, you're being treasonous. But I believe the government is being treasonous and the government is being unpatriotic. When the government violates the fundamental rights of human beings, when the government invades another country, country that has not attacked it, a country that has not in, uh, threatened it, and our government invades another country and, and drops bombs and kills huge numbers of people, and then Americans have the, the, the guts to go to that country and give people food and medicine, or go to see what is going on, as many Americans did when they went to Vietnam. Uh, I think these are the most patriotic Americans. Government, then you, you uh, I think, following 
the principle of a totalitarian state that the, you, you do what the government tells you to do. do, do. historian, 
activist, playwright, prodigious writer, father of the People's History Movement, friend. From death row, this is Mumia Abu Jamal. history is to um, go beyond what people have learned in school and what I learned in school or most people learn in school and that is history uh, through the eyes of the presidents and the and the generals and uh, the battles that fought in the Civil War and we want to the voices of people of ordinary people of rebels of dissidents uh, of 
women, of black people, of Asian Americans, uh, of immigrants, of socialists and anarchists and troublemakers of all kinds, people who stood up against the establishment. present the history of victimization. We're presenting a history of people fighting back. Uh, and we want to give uh, we want to give Americans a history which shows them that it's possible to fight back. That you don't have to depend on the president and Congress and Supreme Court. In fact you better not depend on them because they're not gonna solve the fundamental problems that we have in our society. We can only do it ourselves when we organize, when we act, when we protest uh, 
And so we're trying to, yes, energize people by learning a history that is provocative and is inspirational. with young people. We should not deceive them. Uh, we should be honest about the history of our country and uh, we should be not only taking down the traditional heroes like Andrew Jackson, Theodore Roosevelt, but we should be giving young people an alternate set of heroes. Instead of Theodore Roosevelt, tell them about Mark Twain. Well, Mark Twain everybody learns about as the author of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, but when we go to school, we don't learn about Mark Twain as the, the vice president of the
Howard Zinn, who died this week, was a man who believed that working people couldn't wait for a better life. They had to fight for it. He once wrote, historically, government, whether in the hands of Republicans or Democrats, conservatives or liberals, has failed its responsibilities until forced to, by direct action, sit-ins and freedom rides for the rights of black people, strikes and boycotts for the rights of workers, mutinies and desertions of soldiers in order to stop a war. Voting is easy and marginally useful, but it is a poor substitute for democracy, which requires direct Zen didn't just write history, he lived it, practicing what he preached, gaining enemies and critics by leaping into the fray himself. A working class kid from Brooklyn, he came home from fighting for America in World War II to fight alongside other Americans for justice, peace, and jobs. His fame and popularity came from helping us see America from the ground up as ordinary people struggling to gain and hold their place in it. When no history book told that story as it should be told, he wrote the book himself. A People's History of the United States. It became a perennial bestseller. history creates passivity because it it gives you the, the people at the top and it makes you think uh, that all you have to do is go to polls every four years and, and elect somebody who's going to do the trick for you. And no, uh, we want people to understand that uh, that's not going to happen. So when I see this, uh, and I've seen it so many times, and each time I am moved, because what it tells me is that just ordinary people, you know, people who are not famous, if they get together, if they persist, if they uh, defy the authorities, they can defeat the largest corporation in the world.
Well, uh, it came from, uh, I stole it from myself. That is, I used to say that to my classes at the beginning of every class. I, did, I, I wanted to be honest with them about the fact that they were not entering a class where the teacher would be neutral. It was not going to be a class where, you know, the teacher spent a half a year with us or a year with the students and they had, would have no idea where the teacher stood on the important issues. This is not going to be a neutral class, I said. I don't believe in neutrality. I believe neutrality is impossible because the world is already moving in certain directions. Wars are going on. Children are starving. And to be neutral, to pretend to neutrality, to not take a stand in a situation like that is to collaborate with whatever's going on, to allow it to happen. I did not want to be a collaborator with what was happening. I wanted to, to enter into history. I wanted to play a role. I wanted my students to play a role. I wanted us to intercede. I wanted my history uh, to intercede uh, and to take a stand on behalf of peace, on behalf of, of the a racial equality or sexual equality. Uh, and uh, so I wanted my students to know that right from the beginning. No, you can't be neutral on a moving train.